podcast by Amy's EDU. I'm your host, Kara Marshall, and I'm speaking with Mark Banks and Aaron M. Clay, two partners of Amy's EDU, and today's episode is all about this one question. Is the customer always right? Oh, it's a great topic. I'm, I'm excited about that topic because it's one that we talk about in our total customer service experience class. Um, because it is a constant misconception about well, that. Yeah, I was going to say it's a good question. And and there's some assumptions that people make because, let's be honest, we all grew up with that mentality that the customer is always right. Uh, I was doing some research about this, kind of getting the feel from where the uh, the root of this phrase came from. You know, the customer is always right. And it dates back to early... 1909. 19, yeah, exactly. Yep. It, it was popularized by... Um, um, Marshall Fields. Yep. The, the the guy, Marshall Fields. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just, even if you go back further, again, German, Japan, America, we all have a common saying, which is the customer is always right. It was just popularized in the early 1900s. And it kind of dispelled the whole uh, buyer, bewailment, buyer beware mentality that, that was held for so long. Um, and we continued with that for, for decades. decades. The customer is yeah. always right. And in fact, you can still hear that refrain in other businesses who think that that's still a way of operating. Right. And I think one of the things that's important to me about it is that it puts uh, bosses against employees. That's one of the things about the customer is always right Mm. type of thing, because if you're being told person number A, customer A is right no matter what, you have to deal with that customer. Right. And just imagine that you have one, two, three, or four customers, and all you get to do is say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, over and over again. You know what it stunts is the the human interaction between mm-hmm. you and the customer. Yeah. So if you remove that barrier, then you're allowed to actually have a human moment between you and another person. And you're actually able to problem solve in real time with that person as opposed to being told what to do by someone who has either no idea what you're doing or is wrong about what you're doing in the first place. Right, right. Here's here's why I know the customer's not always right. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Uh, because I'm a customer and I'm frequently wrong. Oh, I agree. Frequently. <laughs> <laughs> Frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same way. There's there's nothing more embarrassing than going to a business saying something should be right and then being told, uh, no, that's wrong. And then it brings back this customer service piece of being told no to your face and feeling embarrassed and what kind of emotion does that bring up the way you relate to the business. Right. So how do you reconcile the two? Mm-hmm. The fact that we as customers are not always right, but uh, as employees... That, that feeling of, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not correct. And then it just stops there. And then it stops the conversation. It stops my relationship with the business. And now I'm angry at that person and the business for shaming me. Because that's what it feels like, right? right? right. When I'm wrong, I feel like I'm shamed because I'm wrong. Like, because businesses are moving to that mentality that the customer isn't always right. But what, what does that do for the customer service? Mm-hmm. I just got an image of you with the the cone of shame around yeah. your neck, <laughs> like I'm one of those dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a picture of you on Facebook. Of yeah, Aaron ate the shoe, and now he's got, <laughs> now the, he's got the cone of shame. The cone on. of shame. Yeah. Um, so it's a matter of allowing the customer to be wrong, mm-hmm. but with dignity. Yeah. 
right? That's so you it. remove that shaming aspect that you felt, that cone that you had, and you redirect the customer. And here's the benefit is that the next time that the customer comes in, now they're in the know. Mm-hmm. They have the lingo. They have the process. They can tell other friends so they can be – you know what it is? It's the – um What's popular right now? The secret menus? Is that still a oh, thing? Oh, yeah, that's still a thing. Right? So it, it's akin to that, the whole secret menu thing where they're in the know. They've got some insider knowledge. Yes. And and that is a greater um, relationship with that business that I'm in the club that's in the know. So it goes from the opposite of shame to the, the, more, the better term, which is inclusion. Acceptance. Acceptance. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's like the first time you learn to order Starbucks, right? You've got those complicated orders. I just want a large. Exactly. Why do I have to say venti? Why can't I just get a, a plain black coffee in a large? But it's it's absolutely true that, you know, once you're in the know at the Starbucks, it's kind of like I'm in the club, but they're everywhere now. So no, it's no longer a cool thing. It's just a way of life. But at first, it was a good feeling. I remember when, when I went up to Starbucks and I said... Give me a, a, a vente yakety smackety. Yeah. You felt like you're part of the club. Right. Yeah. And so I think what's really important is that our customer service agents, those people on the front line, they know that the customer isn't right all the time. And then they should know and have the tools to let them uh, be wrong with dignity. Because we can say that all day long, right? right? Let the customer be wrong with dignity. But what do you physically, visibly do? Um, I know we cover a few things in our total customer service experience class. But, you know, one of them that always I think that is really helpful is arriving at a yes, right? The customer can be wrong, but you can still move forward with the customer and problem solve. Right. Breaking down that wall, having that human moment, Mm -hmm. human interaction and arriving at a yes. Yes. And it's one of my favorite skills. You know, it's 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 hard. It's not easy. But it's one of the most important skills you can learn Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, as a employee myself, having done customer service myself, I know what it's like to have that pressure of making sure the customer's day is made, but also having to deal with that attitude of um, that attitude that comes when you tell the customer they're wrong without that dignity. Mm -hmm. Because just like you said, they get angry, they get mad, they get upset. And then they're not part of the club anymore. Mm -hmm. And do they even want to be a part of the club anymore? You know, we know that 80% of your business is going to come from 20% of your customers. So why are you pissing off those customers? Otherwise, you know, that's going to, that is a direct correlation to your sales. You're in a, if if you're going to shame your customers, just know you're going to lose sales. Right. right? But if you uh, include them and let them be wrong with dignity, then you're more likely to retain that customer and they're more likely to buy more. Well, and one of the ways that employers uh, mishandle the situation is they don't train their employees. Oh, yes. They don't they don't walk them through the process, right? If you do some role modeling, if you give them the language that's necessary so that they can approach these problems uh, while keeping the customer's dignity, they have a better chance of, of being successful. And that's going to lead to employee retention because yeah. they feel successful in their job. It's about uh, connecting with the customer really finding out exactly what they need, what they want, what's the best route to get them there, and understanding that no is not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, you are going to naturally re-educate your customer. Yeah. And again, allow them to be wrong with dignity because you're re-educating so that the next experience that they have is a better experience. Yeah, re-education as opposed to shaming. You know, I think that is the important thing that you should take away. 
that you want your people to re-educate, respect the customer, and not shame the customer for being wrong. And it just goes back to, is that what is it exclusive or is it inclusive? You know, this is not something we <clears throat> touched on as, as um, heavily as we have before, but it's that empathy, mm. right? So that if you're training your people to have that empathetic response with the customer, then they don't want to shame them. Yeah. They recognize the fact that, hey, I've been in the situation where I've been looking at a menu, menu board. There are a thousand different options. I don't know what to do or I'm choosing the wrong thing or the wrong combo. Uh, I've been in that their shoes before. So rather than saying, you're an idiot, you don't know. And if you didn't see, I'm, I'm finger wagging. Right yeah. Now. And uh, rolling your eyes. <laughs> and rolling my eyes. Uh, instead, they're part of the process of, let me help this person out. Mm -hmm. In a future podcast, we're going to talk about how culture plays into the customer is not always right. But really, Mark, you know that the systems influence the culture. The culture influences the systems. So if you want a culture of the customer may not be right, but I'm gonna let them be wrong with dignity, you gotta have the systems to support it and you gotta have the culture to support the system. Right, so let's go back to training. We talked about that earlier. So you can train your staff, hey, this is the way to talk about this, or this is the way to re-educate the, uh, the customer. But if that's not ingrained into your culture, then that system is gonna die. It starts to change your cult culture. If you focus your attention on the uh, re-education re of your customer service staff, then it's it, it feeds itself. It becomes an ecosystem that feeds upon itself, right? right? And now you have uh, customer service reps that are empathizing, that are re-educating, that are directing your um, customers because they have a lot of practice because they do that internally. Yeah. Right. If you'd like more information on the total customer service experience and how the customer can be wrong with dignity mm -hmm. and more information on the power of language, arriving at a yes, and so forth, you should come to one of our total customer service experience seminars. They're two-day seminars. They're a ton of fun, very interactive, high energy. You're going to be laughing. You're going to be learning. It's a lot of fun. Head to our website, amysedu.com. That's A-M-Y-S-E-D-U.com to find class dates and more information on the total customer service experience. 